Hello, John here with the Bite Size Weight Loss Podcast with Human Design. The goal of this podcast is to give you simple, easy to use bite size strategies, tips, and insights to master the game of healthy weight loss without giving up your life in the process. So, today we're going to talk about why long term weight loss is so difficult. And I've gone over in other podcasts things like, you know, the five most successful practices of weight loss maintainers and things like that. So, that's a good one to understand what habits people do in order to um, maintain their weight loss. But this is, I wanted to talk about this quickly today to understand why maintaining weight loss is so hard, but it's not impossible. And that is the key thing I want you to take from this because there's a lot of doom and gloom in the weight loss industry saying, oh, 95% of people don't succeed with their diet and everyone regains weight. And, you know, that may be true, but there's a lot of people out there who have lost weight who are very successful. And even though weight loss uh, losing weight and maintaining it is hard. It is totally doable. So in this, I'm going to cover a paper today that was released. Um, uh, first of all, a statistic, right? Apparently 50% of adults with overweight or obesity are actually actively trying to lose weight right now. 50% of adults with overweight or obesity trying to lose weight right now. That's a big number. And chances are, and you might be one of them here, 100% are probably wondering, why is this so hard? And there's a lot of reasons for that. But a paper came out in March 21 from a group of top scientists in the US and Canada, and they give a really well-rounded answer. And I think the paper was in the Journal of Applied Physiology, Nutrition and Metabolism. So it's more of an opinion paper from a lot of world-class experts. You can find the paper online. It's on Canadian Science Publishing. I can post a link or I can email a link if anybody wants it. But they came up... um, as I say, it's kind of an opinion paper that summarizes what they know about weight loss from research and speculates on what people should be doing about it. Okay, so here's some of the kind of insights and I'll give some tips too to kind of help you uh, uh, maintain the weight loss as well in the podcast. So a short podcast today, but they said, here's a couple of reasons why long-term weight loss is so hard. Number one, after you lose weight, you burn fewer calories. So your resting energy expenditure decreases by as much as 19 calories for every kilogram of weight loss. So the resting energy expenditure is the number of calories you burn at rest. So you might have heard of it as your resting metabolism. So it can drop as much as 19 calories for every kilogram loss. So if you drop 10 kilos, which is roughly 22 to 23 pounds, you'll burn about 190 fewer calories than you did prior to losing weight. So you've got less mass, your body slows down, uh, you're burning less calories because you get less tissue to move around. It's called a weight loss. You might have heard it as, um, people think the metabolism breaks, but it doesn't. It just slows down. It conserves energy. It's through millions of years of evolution. And number two, they said, the scientists said that your metabolism also adapts, but not often in a helpful way so that reduction in the resting energy expenditure that i just talked about it's typically another five to ten percent greater than what would occur from simply weighing less so smaller bodies burn fewer calories than larger bodies we need to know that so to sustain your new weight you have to eat less than someone who's been that weight their whole life so let's say you're 80 kilos your friend is 80 kilos but you've lost 10 kilos to get to that 80 kilos your um, energy expenditure will be less than someone who's been at that weight their whole life. So you would have to eat a bit less than him to lose weight. Very cruel, I know. It's called metabolic adaptation. It can't persist for as long as six years in people who've managed to maintain a lower body weight. 
And number three, to make matters worse, your appetite increases. My God, this is like a triple whammy. Uh, a National Institute of Health study concluded that for every one kilogram lost of weight lost, the drive to eat increased by more than 100 calories per day above pre-weight loss values. And this increase in appetite can last as long as one year. So I knew, I didn't know that, and I know it's only one study, but even if, say, the change in appetite were half of that, it still presents a big challenge for people who want to sustain weight loss. So your body burns fewer calories, your metabolism adapts, um, you then your appetite increases. So it's like a triple whammy. So as your body weight declines, your appetite increases. At the same time, your energy expenditure decreases, um, but metabolic adaptations occur that lower your energy burning to a greater degree than what would be expected from weight loss alone. So this creates what's called an energy gap, which makes it difficult to sustain weight loss in the long term. But again, like I said, these are normal physiological adaptations when you start to lose weight. And this is one of the reasons why I do not like people going on 1200 calories or really low calorie diets because you know you have to fight this biology you these adaptations will 100% occur they occur differently in different individuals some people's appetite goes through the roof some people can handle lower calories but most of the time you don't want this big massive calorie deficit where you have to get these big surge of hunger hormones where you just drive to eat the body's just saying eat 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 so the scientists had a few conclusions right they said that weight loss isn't just about what you eat. So they pointed out that there's cultural factors, social factors, religion, uh, your ability to cook, the amount of sleep you get, the amount of stress you're under from life, and your work schedules and life schedules. These all impact food choices and eating patterns. So there's lots of factors involved in weight loss. And as a coach, I know that, but remember, 50% of people who are overweight are trying to lose weight and not many people think beyond calories or exercise. If you look at the internet, everything's about calories or exercise. So as a coach, it's for me to make a big difference in people's lives, I have to let them see that there's many other facets of their lives that influence their eating and lifestyle behaviors. And then from there, I have to figure out what habits to work on first. You know, there's no point in me telling a busy mother of three kids who works full time to cook three fresh organic meals per day and when they, she just doesn't have time so it might be better for her to on, order meals online so there, that's just one example but so weight loss isn't just about what you eat and so secondly they wanted to point out that a weight focused approach might not always lead to better health so i know i coach weight loss but what i'm really coaching is weight loss improved body composition uh increased performance and better health so Scientists say that an overemphasis in weight can actually backfire, and that's because a weight-centered approach only can lead to negative food and body preoccupation and repeated cycles of weight and regain and then distraction from other personal health goals. So, and I've said this all the time, right? When you lose weight, you should set a weight loss goal, but then you focus on the behaviors that get you there. And then you should also set a performance goal and a health goal because think about this, right? Look at cyclists, elite level cyclists. They're so fixated on performance that they end up doing blood doping and performance enhancing. Bodybuilders will take testosterone. Powerlifters will take drugs to improve strength. You know, when you get so fixated on one goal, it, you, can, you can actually go down harmful routes that don't improve your health. So when you're setting weight loss, it's, it's good to lose weight. I don't mind if you want to lose weight. That's brilliant. That's what I coach. 
but don't do it to the detriment of your health. So a weight-focused approach might not even lead to the most weight loss, never mind the most sustained weight loss. So ideally, we want to promote a very holistic approach to achieve a healthier lifestyle. Because if you're doing all those behaviors and looking at your healthier lifestyle, it becomes much easier to maintain the weight because you're not fixated on just the weight alone, right? Now, I'm a precision nutrition coach, so they have a deep health approach. They say you should look at relational health, existential, mental, physical, emotional, environmental health. So all these are interconnected uh, to focus on your overall health, right? So, um, and these healthy behaviors can then help with your weight loss. So, in order to succeed with weight loss, right, there's a, obviously there's loads of things and you can go back to the other podcasts about the weight loss maintainers. But for me, here's some tips, right? Um, first of all, don't start with a huge calorie deficit. You might have done that before and that's a, a huge calorie deficit comes from cutting out alcohol, cutting out sugar, cutting out bread, cutting out an entire food group and then lowering your calories so much that you create this big, big energy gap and your body will just say, you know what, nah, this is too much. You need to eat and it will pump out hormones that tell you to eat and you can only fight that for so long. And this is why I prefer a smaller deficit to start, slower weight loss so you can get used to the adaptations occur. Because what happens if you go on a really low calorie diet, right? And you lose say five or 10 kilos and suddenly it just stalls and it will stall. It's completely normal. And I did another podcast on this. It's called Weight Loss Plateaus and How to Beat Them. It's episode three. So if you want an in-depth look at that, look at that. So your weight loss will 100% stall. So where can you go from there? You either have to exercise more or eat less. And when you're on a really low-calorie diet, you can't go much lower. You'll get brain fog. You'll be so tired. You'll be demotivated. You will not You will not perform well in the gym. And remember, we're negating our health there because we're not we're so focused on the weight we'll do anything for that but we forget about all aspects of our health so start with a smaller deficit start losing the weight a bit slower get your get used to these adaptations and then you can troubleshoot much easier number two try and maintain at least a couple of weight training sessions a week keep the muscle on your body keep that metabolism slightly elevated and exercise has been shown now that it's not super important when it comes to actually losing weight, but when it comes to actually maintaining the weight, it's really, really important. And that again comes down to forming these, instilling these habits that will, uh, these daily behaviors that will help you sustain the weight loss. And number three, to control your appetite and help with your appetite. Again, it comes down to eating foods that are higher in protein and higher in fiber, foods that make you feel full, that are really nutrient dense, low in calories. You know, your typical fruits and veg and proteins, whole grains, all these things, when you're hungry, these things can fill you up quite quickly. Think about it. You could eat a packet of biscuits or half a packet of biscuits for like a thousand calories and you still wouldn't feel full, but you could eat one apple, large apple that has 85 to 100 calories and you'd be probably pretty full. So again, it comes back to these basics. So there's the three things that can really, really help with maintaining uh, the weight loss, but some other takeaways I want you to just finally take from this uh, paper. Um, long-term weight loss is harder than most people expect. Um, you know, the changes in metabolism and appetite caused by weight loss, it does sound pretty grim and um, it's okay if you're struggling with this to reach out and get coaching for this, you know, you know, especially from someone who understands that the challenges are bigger than just what to eat and they'll look at your whole lifestyle as well and all the factors involved. And, as a coach, I have you know I have never said that weight loss is easy. The theory behind weight loss is easy. 
move move more and eat less. But practice is much more difficult, you know. And the diet books and the social media influencers and the big name weight loss programs, what do they do in their marketing? They sell everything as easy. Now, if you don't go into weight loss with the right expectations, fat loss is a war, I always say. If you're not ready for the battle, you will get whipped very, very quickly because you think it's going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to be smooth sailing. It is bloody difficult, but it is entirely doable. You know, if you think someone's easy, you're probably going to think you can do it all yourself and never seek help. You know, most clients come to me because they're so confused and they do need to look at all aspects of their life. And I can look at it from an objective point of view, you know. So, you know, it's not always a personal failure. Needing guidance and help is completely normal, not the exception. And, you know, weight loss is hard, but that's why coaches are here to help, okay? Um, and number three, you should focus on building these fundamental skills through this whole holistic or deep health approach, whatever you want to call it. You know, to lose weight, what do most people do? They eliminate certain foods, they eat perfect macros, or they start an extreme diet. But that's overcomplicating what's needed. And, and then the clients get confused and it rarely leads to lasting progress. If we can build the daily habits, the daily skills, the daily practices that improve your overall health, then that health will in turn lead to weight loss and sustain weight loss. So I just wanted to cover that today because those tips I gave earlier can make weight loss or any weight loss goal more sustainable and easier, but not easy. So it is difficult, but it's definitely not impossible. And I thought that paper was really good to point out that um, those physiological changes that happen, don't be afraid of those changes. They are normal. Of course, when you lose weight, things will slow down. Of course, your appetite is going to increase because, you know, millions of years ago, we didn't know when we were going to get our next meal. So the body slowed everything down to conserve energy. <laughs> okay, so it had to do that. So... Anyway, I just wanted to get that across today, a shorter podcast. Again, look, if you're liking the podcast and you're getting something from it, please give it a quick rating. You know, you can say something stupid like, this guy's accent's amazing, it puts me to sleep at night, whatever, I don't care. It just boosts the ratings and helps get the podcast to more people. We're almost at a 1,000 downloads. I would like to grow it. You know, eventually, I'd like to cover more topics and more questions that people ask. So that's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for your support and have a great day. I'll be back soon with more podcasts.